0: Welcome to Happily Divorced and Thriving, a podcast on not only getting through your divorce, but happily thriving and celebrating your life beyond it. I'm your host, Sai Neary. Let's turn your pain into purpose and your divorce into a blessing. Well, hello, and welcome back to Happily Divorced and Thriving. You're listening to episode four, how to co-parent with a high conflict ex. And let me tell you, I can tell you a few things about this because I definitely had a high conflict ex and co-parenting was challenging. And I'm saying was, is because things are great now. He is not high conflict. We have minimal conflict. And for us, it took us years to get here. And I will tell you this, it doesn't have to take you years. Um, so I'm really excited about this because so many of my clients sign on with me because they're like, dude, Sai." They don't call me dude. They call me Sai. Sai. I don't know what to do about my ex. Co-parenting is so hard. They're like, maybe staying married would have been easier, but like, that's not true either, right? Like you're unhappy. That's why like you left or maybe they were unhappy and they left and now you're here with children or a child and For however many years you're going to need to co-parent them, I think it's really important to make terms with this and just get super smart with your co-parenting skills. So if you've got children and you need some pointers on how to turn your co-parenting relationship around, this is the episode for you, so stick around. Um, On the episode today, I'm going to share five tips And tools to help you get through this chapter of your life. Of course, there are so many uh, tools and things like that that I could spend hours and hours on when it comes to co-parenting, but I'm going to share the ones that I think will make immediate impact on your mental and emotional health and on your co-parenting dynamic, okay? So let's do this. Um, So starting off, the very first one, which is a no brainer, but like also it's so hard for us sometimes, especially for me, um, especially when you're dealing with a high conflict ex, like when they text you or email you, like you immediately want to respond, right? You're like fight or flight mode takes over. And I don't know about you guys, but I have a strong fight response in my brain. So I'm like ready to fucking go every single time. And That is not good (laughs) because I know for me and for my clients, when you are responding from a place of anger and frustration, like it will only lead to more fighting and it'll probably just have you like taking more Motrin or, um, you know, drinking some wine or beer or whatever to just calm yourself down. I have definitely had a few fireball shots, um, to level my set myself out, um, over the years. And so the very first one is to limit your communications. So there's a few things around this. First and foremost, like you do not have to respond to every single message. Like you really do not. And you definitely don't have to respond to it right away, especially when it's not time sensitive or it's like an emergency. So for instance, if your ex is texting you like, you know, Susie got hurt. Like, of course, you're going to spawn, respond right away. Like, oh my God, what happened? Is everything okay? Or if it's like related to an activity like gymnastics or soccer and they need to know where the field information is because practice is like T minus five minutes, like, of course, you're going to respond to this. But if they're going to reach out to you and just like start bitching you out about, you know, grades or some other activity or some party that's coming up or something that they're requiring of you and it's not time sensitive or an emergency don't fucking respond. Like, just don't do it. Respond to it like when you're ready or don't respond to it at all. And I would also encourage, right, like to make sure all of your communications are documented. This is like happening via email or text just so that you are able to A, take the time to respond and B, like you're not being emotional about it. Not that there's anything wrong with being emotional. I am super emotional like all the time. But when it comes to responding and dealing with a high conflict ex, I want you to feel grounded in how you are responding to them. That is super important. And so a great tool that would be helpful is when you get these messages, right, from your ex, I want you to have a mental ranking system of like the text and when and and how you're going to respond. So let's say it's one, like texts are level one, two, and three. So level one, super important tags. Like, yeah, I'm going to respond right away. A level two text, um, is it needs a response, but can wait. So this could be about an upcoming birthday party. Um, how are we coordinating, um, pick up, drop off, you know, a week from now, whatever, like take your time. That's like a level two, a level three is, this is not important. I am totally ignoring this. This could be something like, um, how, um, you know, Susie, and I don't know why I'm calling her Susie. Cause like, I definitely don't have a child named Susie, but, um, yeah, you know, Susie, um, wants a teddy bear. Like, okay, cool. Get Susie a teddy bear. Like I don't care about a teddy bear. Right. And it could be like so many examples related to that, but yeah, as your texts come in or emails, whatever, um, create a mental ranking system and then choose to respond or not respond at all. Okay. Um, The second one, which I know I definitely am so guilty of, um, and I stopped doing this both in my co-parenting relationship and also in my current parenting relationship with my husband, now Brian, is around stop defending your parenting, right? Like you're a great parent. You know what you're doing. Your co-parent does not set the standard for what good parenting looks like for you, right? They don't get to tell you, you need to take your child to church. They can't tell you, you need to take your child to swimming, right? Like whatever, whatever the thing is that they are requiring of you, like you do not need to do it. And also remember you are in charge of you. Like they cannot tell you what to do. The only time that I want you to consider, um, if their comments are qualified, is if there is any abuse or neglect involved, right? So let's say you're dating someone and they're like, I really don't want so-and-so to be around Susie. Okay. And this is also like a very touchy topic, which I'm going to talk about another time. But note like, A, they can't tell you like Susie can't be around this person, but also it's in your best interest to vet out anyone Um, that you bring into your child's life, right? So just be smart about, okay, is this behavior abusive? No. Great. Is this behavior neglectful? No. Great. And then just move the fuck on because everyone is going to have an opinion about how you're parenting. I know my mom, my dad, like my sisters, everyone has an opinion. Their opinions are free to be had, but you do not have to do anything that you don't want to. Okay. Number three, Stop enabling your ex. This one is on you and not on them. I know, it's crazy how we can solve so many of our own problems. Any time and every time you try to, um, how am I going to say this? Any and every time you try to avoid your ex's anger, right? Um, You cave into their demands and so like you end up doing the thing for them. This could mean like, Um, you know, they're committed to taking Susie to practice, to swimming practice, but they forgot, you know, um, the swimming, the swimsuit, right. And you're like, okay, well, I don't want him to be angry or I don't want her to be angry. So like you go and buy something and drop it off at practice, right. Or so me, you're, what you're doing is you're just avoiding feeling the discomfort of their anger. And so I just want you to recognize like anger is a tool that they are using to keep you stuck and to be able to control you and your behavior. And oftentimes, like, you don't even realize that you're doing this. Like, this is actually a habit for you at this point. And so I want you to be onto yourself. I want you to start becoming more aware of how are you enabling your ex moving forward, right? Like, what are the things that you're doing that are getting in the way of you not wanting to feel the discomfort of their anger? Now, what I'm not saying is you should fight with your ex every single time. Like, no, don't do that. You 100% need to uh, pick and choose your battles, which is in the next tip, right? Is like, you don't have to fight every time, but I also want you to be smart and onto yourself on not enabling their behaviors. So I want you to make a list of all of the ways that you think you might be enabling your ex. It could be things like um, things that you're doing for them or things that maybe you're not doing for them so that they don't have to deal with the consequence of them not following through, okay? So think about that. Um, There's going to be, you know, a lot of self-reflection required of you to kind of sort through all of that, okay? Um, And then the last one is leave the kids out of it. Even if your ex brings them into the conversation, even if they're trying to relay messages using the kid, or maybe you're doing this and you don't even realize you're doing it, or maybe you do realize you're doing it, but you really, really don't want to talk to your ex, you guys just leave the kids out of it. They're children. Like they are not messengers. They are not phones. They're not like little ravens. They're not the postman. Like just stop. And even if your child inserts themselves into the conversation, like I know Q has definitely done this several times where he'll be like, uh, mommy, you know, what about dad, da, da, dad, this and that. And I'm like, Q, like that's between me and your dad. Right. Um, or this doesn't, um, involve you like stay out of it or I've got this covered. Thanks. Right. Because. They want to involve themselves because they want to feel connected and they want to feel safe, but using them or them being mediums for communication between you and your co-parent is 100% not the solution. Okay, so to kind of pull this all together, right? So limit your communications. You do not have to respond to every single message. I also encourage you to use um, either co-parenting apps. There's like dozens out there. Use email or text message um, just to make sure everything is documented, especially when you're dealing with a high-conflict ex. Um, Two, stop defending your parenting. Like, if you are not neglectful, if you are not abusive in what you are doing in your behavior and what you're allowing around your children or child, fuck it. Be you. Do you. Your ex is not the boss of you, right? Like, literally, you left for a reason. Three, stop enabling your ex understand how you're enabling them and then stop doing that. And that starts with bringing awareness to how you are behaving. Number four, leave your kids out of it, right? Like they have no space in, in the communication mechanism at all between you and your ex. And then finally choose your battles. Not every battle has to be won to win the war. And I also like to think that maybe there is no war, right? The only um, situation here is that you're co-parenting and sometimes it's hard and that's okay too. And so moving forward, I want you to befriend these tips and start exercising them. And it's going to take some practice. This is a habit that you have created over time that you maybe don't even realize you're doing, okay? Okay. So let me know what you think. Um, again, these are just starters to get you going. I wanted to provide something super easy and actionable for you. Um, when you, if and when you are dealing with a narcissist um, co-parent, you know we're gonna we can talk about gaslighting and all of those in another episode. But if that is something that you are struggling with. Just know that there is nothing wrong with you, that you are not crazy, and I would encourage you to reach out to me and and book a discovery call with me because when it comes to dealing with a narcissist um, ex um, as a co-parent, it's going to take a lot of practice for you to reprogram your brain and start showing up in a different way to overcome those stories that you have subconsciously started believing, right? And that could be things like you're not a good parent or you're too sensitive or a million things in between, right? So definitely book that call with me. In the meantime, if you found this episode helpful, I would so, you guys, love a review. Leave me a rating. Let me know what you think because this is for you and I want to make sure I'm creating the best content and the best resources for you to really make a difference in your life so that, da-da-da-da, You are truly living a happily divorced and thriving life. Until next time, you guys, love you so much. I hope you found this episode helpful. I would love for you to subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review and let me know what you think. Until next time. If you're ready to get through and over your divorce and start celebrating your life on purpose, I'd like to personally invite you to a consultation to see what working together looks like. Book your call from the link in show notes.